Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hi, everyone. Welcome to week 13 of Free Desna Maybe, the uh, podcast for PHP enthusiasts. And I am joined this week by the, by the ordinary people I usually have, Mr. Ed Mann. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, Mr. Fraser Hart. Hello. How are you doing? Well, good. Uh, but we are one light tonight. We have Boo. no <laughs> no Lewis Keynes. Um, but yeah, uh, we insert will insert random joke here. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's gone flower arranging this week. <laughs> flower arranging, I think. Yeah, I had such yeah. a good time last week that I, I kind of yeah. Yeah, how was that? Arranging. It was good. good. I learned how to yeah. like tie bows and stuff around flowers, and I learned that thorns are in thistles. Thorns are in thistles. <laughs> thorns are in roses. Um, and you touch them with your hand, and they hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so a solid week well spent then yeah absolutely yeah so yeah lewis heard that i had such a good time so that's where he's gone this week awesome. and uh, i think he's gone in a dress as well where were you actually last week i was actually in london um as i mentioned before i'm doing to, to people that that don't know I'm, I'm rowing across the pacific in june this year um and i was in london basically learning how to navigate and, and doing various other things so i'm going to be away next week for the same reason and again, in two weeks after that, for for the same reason. So, unfortunately, yeah, it kind of hinders my my ability to to be here and record with you guys, which is a bit of a pain. But uh, yeah, it will mean that I won't die. <laughs> <laughs> but you're sounding good this week, though. For us. I know. Yeah, we, we we've had a bit of feedback from uh, a couple of listeners and stuff, and and the general consensus is that um, the the sound quality is not that great. People seem to like the content, but we've had a few a few people say that the sound quality is not that good. Um, so I got on Reddit and had a conversation with someone, um, which was kind of useful because it's the first time I've had a conversation on Reddit with someone that hasn't kind of made me really angry. Uh, so that was good. And he kind of, he listened to the podcast and gave me some tips and, and off the back of, of all the feedback and stuff, uh, I've, I've gone out and spent a bit of money on a microphone. So hopefully it sounds a bit better. Um, what microphone yeah, is it? It is a Blue Yeti. Oh, very nice. Weird yeah. name though. Weird name. I know, it's a weird name. It's got a cool, cool box though and it's got some sweet drawings all over it. Um, <laughs> And Sold. it sort of looks, yeah, it sort of looks a bit like a Yeti, but it was more than I wanted to spend on a microphone. But you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I, it does sound really good, actually. Like it's, it's more bassy because I Is mean, it? Ed, I think it sounds quite trebly now. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I think it's because we're very echoey, aren't we? And yeah, then, yeah, you sound. I so, don't know what treble means. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I will. Uh, I was gonna say I'll be close behind you, but uh, I'm gonna rephrase that. I am. Um, I will get a. Uh, Blue Yeti at some point will probably be my birthday in May. Yeah. So, uh, but well, yeah. you never know. Like we could end up listening to this, and it could sound like absolute crap. So. <laughs> yeah. Always does. Um, hundred quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does sound good though. But um, other than that, had a good week. Uh, it's been all right. Yeah. Um, I actually had a, a play around with Python the other day. Um, Did you? Yeah. We've uh, only a, a tiny little play. I've never really touched it before. Um, yeah. And obviously, it seems to be one of those buzzwords that's going around at the moment. So it was it was nice to actually give it a go. Um, we've got this the the company I work for. We've got like a kind of like a, a marketing email system. Yeah. And the actual send script had been written in in Python. Um, and then one of our clients called us up and said, "Oh, I've I've been trying to send these these emails out, and they don't seem to be getting anywhere." So I I went and had a look and. Basically, yeah, had to get my hands dirty with Python. There was nothing wrong with the Python script in the end. It was just one of the variables that was stored in the database that that wasn't getting through. But it was kind of nice to actually do something different and see how Python does actually work. And the and like these new kind of error messages, like wrong indentations and all that kind of stuff. Because obviously, it's if you've yeah. used it before, I guess you, you you'll probably know these things a lot better than I do. But um, the the actual kind of control blocks like your, your ifs and stuff are very dependent on how you how you indent them um, yeah. rather than using curly braces which was which was interesting to see anyway yeah yeah i i, I think i played with python like once and uh, yeah like you say I, that's the thing that i picked up on it's quite strange in that respect it's very yeah. different to anything else really but yeah i kind of like it though because it, it i guess it forces you to write cleaner code um and it, it won't let you be yeah it won't let you be sloppy and uh, yeah there is that i yeah i must admit that is pretty good feature i guess it kind of forces you to uh, to get those good standards in i guess yeah yeah, yeah. yeah when, when I first looked at it and noticed that it didn't have all the kind of curly braces and all the kind of the stuff you used to looking at with PHP, I was like, "Why is everyone like this?" Because it it, yeah. it looks a lot more like classic ASP than than I would have liked. But yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting. Because I, I sometimes get annoyed, like um, 
you know, when people do like an if statement on one line. Yeah. I actually, uh, sometimes I think actually, I think it's better to actually to spit it out in terms of a readability point. Yeah, of view. absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause it is, it does kind of throw you a bit and you like yeah. when you're sitting there reading through a, a page of code and then you get to, you get to this one line if statement, it kind of throws you off a bit and you have to actually sit there and concentrate on, on but it's probably cause I'm bad at web development. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, notable in your week or? Uh, no, I don't think so actually. Um, did no. you? Um, uh, I'll give you the opportunity to uh, put in a little plug if 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 you're ready to put in a plug. For oh, your absolutely! Song. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go um, for it. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's it's nothing big at the moment. There's a, a friend, well, Justin, that we've been chatting about, and he's going to be coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. The designer guy, him and me, have, have basically put our heads together and, and come up with a, an idea of doing like a a web development or a web web professionals job website so if, if anyone's interested it's, it's only in the local area at the moment it's webdesignjobsinkent.co.uk um, and our, our plan's basically just to yeah kind of advertise advertise jobs for for companies wherever wherever they're looking for web professionals because in from experience i've kind of learned that there doesn't seem to be that many of us out there to be honest with you so we've yeah. been trying to hire people at the office for quite a a, a, a large amount of time and it's, it's near impossible to be honest so yeah, yeah we kind of put that together to to help out people in in our position and yeah and and people that are looking for work i think it's a great idea man to, to specialize in that market i mean mm. uh, i mean people told me that stack overflow is pretty good for that kind of thing yes yeah, uh, Overflow think Edmund, seems pretty good yeah 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 so uh, yeah it's definitely a requirement to, to hone in on just that particular area i mean I, in the past i've you know looked at jobs in ken.com and yeah but obviously you then have to like filter down to those jobs. So yep. I think it's a great idea. Wish Thank you uh, best of luck with that, man. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Ed Mann, how, how have you been? I've been good, sir. Yeah, I just as, as Fraser was saying, like, the website looks yeah. awesome. And it's yeah. a really cool idea. Um, and another thing is with Python, actually. Yeah, the indentation, like the significant white space. At yeah. first, it does look a bit weird, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. it's, you know, it's like I'm, you know, using all this white space and stuff." But as you said, like it does make you program in a certain style that then everyone has to do, which is quite cool. Yeah. Uh, and another funny thing was on Hacker News a couple of weeks ago. I uh, tweeted out there was like um, a link to Python with braces. So someone had actually made a fork of the Python, um, like Python code and interpreter, and actually included braces in it, and right. it looked weird. Like Did to it? see the braces, to see the curly. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing a, quite a bit of Python at the moment, and um, it, yeah, I, you get you I, at first. You're kind of like, oh, this is really funky, and I'm actually going to like this. And you're like, it just feels a bit weird because you've always got those curly braces to kind of significant, you know, like so. Okay, I'm in this block and stuff. But when you start actually yep. doing indentation and stuff, it makes things so much more easier because you then are forced to like use spaces and use new lines a lot. Yeah, so they're definitely, definitely a. Uh, an interesting language. Awesome. Um, so, what are you what are you doing in Python at the moment? Are you working uh, with so web stuff? Yeah, web stuff. Yeah. Really. Um, I've been playing around with because they've got a different model. They've got the this thing called a WSGI Whiskey, uh, and it's a web server gateway interface. Because because yep. Python wasn't made for the web from the offset. The idea they made like because um, people wanted to use Python on the web is everyone started to make their own versions of how to interact, how to make a you know make a response and a request. Uh, to you know from a server so you had your start server and then you met patchy and then you'd have like your python application uh php yep. made uh, its own version you know to actually say this is a stand of how you re- you know respond to it and in fact actually just did it for you uh with python you use something called whiskey and then you you, you interact with that so it's kind of like an intermediate mi- middle layer yeah uh, and you can use it raw or you can use it like with frameworks and stuff but i've been playing around with it uh, with it raw on its own and it is really interesting, like the idea of being able to compose like different because the idea of middleware. So you can say, like, actually, I want this, you know, this application, and it's kind of like the modularity of that. I want this application yep. to first go route through the auth, you know, thing. And I mean, like, I've been playing around with like my photo stuff, and I wanted to make uh, something similar to like Lewis was talking about Tim Thumb, which has got that resizing right, yeah, yeah. thing. And yep. I was like, well, I could make a middleware, and I, so I made this middleware that says, oh look, if you ever get a URL that's like this. Just go and actually run this script, which then grab you know uses the directory, grabs the an image, resizes it, etc., and then sends it back. Else, just go uh, go up the chain and you know use the application that you were going to use before. So it's yeah. quite a nice. It's a different way of using it. Like we definitely wouldn't see it in the in the PHP world, but it's quite cool to see and, and how to use it in yeah another world really. Good stuff. Yeah, I just um, I'd like to say I I won't pretend to be a Python expert. I've 
used it once, I think, to make like a Hello World script. But um, one of the podcasts I listen to uh, is .NET Rocks, which I know I've talked about before, but I, I love that podcast. Like for me, those guys are the, the people to look up to. They're they're really really good, and I just find it really easy to listen to. But um, they were talking, I think, uh, in last week's podcast about uh, Jiphon, which is like a I think a way of basically enabling you to to code in Java and Python uh, at the same time and, you know, make them to communicate basically. Yeah. So, so it's uh, kind of, it's like, it's, it's Python 2.7, I think on the JVM, which yeah. is great. Cause it means then that you can use all the Java libraries in Python code, which is kind of cool. That's really cool. So it must take a lot of time to, uh, to do that, I guess. Yeah. Cause there's also uh, JRuby as well. And that's actually, cause the JRuby oh, right. one's a lot more mature, which is then Ruby on top of the jar, uh, JVM. Cause the JVM is awesome. And um, the JVM yeah. won't be, I think JVM will be around longer than the Java languages. Um, yeah. because you've got stuff like closure, you've got stuff like, uh, you know, Scala. Uh, yeah. And it's great to be able to use these languages. Obviously you're probably thinking, why don't you have PHP on the JVM? But, uh, I am. That's exactly, exactly what I'm thinking. Exactly. Thinking. But <laughs> yeah. you're probably, probably then it'd be too much like Java, really. So it's kind of like use Java instead. Fair point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Any uh, any other things to? Uh, uh, well, I, actually, I did get an email from this guy a couple of uh, days ago, which was quite okay. cool. And he just asked, like, you know, he's a big fan of the podcast, and he just said, like, have you got any tips uh, for like learning programming concepts and stuff? Like, you know, how do you like learn stuff? And I, I was like, well, that's quite an interesting little topic we could discuss maybe a little bit and my, my couple of things I, I said back to him was like like the thing I've to, to get motivated to learn so I, I, I want to find a problem that I want to solve you know it's it's fair and well just learning a concept but if you have a problem that you want to solve you're more likely to want to complete the project itself and like you know use the new language or use the new framework or the new stack or something uh, and like you can make a simple version and then maybe build it up to so say like maybe start off with just making a blog with a MySQL database or something. And then you may be like, well, actually, now I want to, you know, use a NoSQL solution. Maybe that's better fit for my blogging platform and stuff. And and another thing I said to him was like, read code on GitHub. Um, yeah. Yeah. The code on GitHub, people, you know, you post so much code on there now. And Google's great for being able to crawl and search for it all. So you can search on there or you can just use GitHub search facilities, which aren't too bad. And you'll be able to filter it down for the language and stuff. And it's good to like say, oh, has someone else already done this in the past? And being able to see, oh, what way have they done it and stuff. And I think I've learned more from reading people's GitHub uh, profiles than I have, like, reading a book cover to cover. I really just believe that it's just so much easier and nicer to see a working solution from somewhere else in the real world than seeing, like, this hodgepodge blog post kind of, you know, like, oh, here's a segment of code, here's a snippet of it, not the full thing. One thing I would say, uh, well, two things I'd say with that is, um, well, first of all, Thank you for the feedback. Again, we, we really, really do uh, enjoy it when you give us feedback. Oh, it's and, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I had a guy, Adam Morris, tweet us this week as well, say that he's finding it really helpful. And it's great to know that, that was like, the guy. That was actually the guy. Hello, oh, that, oh, sorry. That guy. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was wicked for him to um, send us that feedback. It was really helpful. Um, but the second thing I was going to say, just about you talking about reading code on, uh, on like GitHub. And uh, I know I spoke to you about this the other day, Ed, but. I, I certainly find that I'm really poor at reading other people's code. I don't know why. It's like when it comes to code, I'm a little bit dyslexic almost. Well, like it yeah, just... We're very biased to our own code, aren't we? Like, oh, yeah. I would have written this differently. Oh, I want to change this. And I suppose one way I do that is by rewriting. So while yeah. I'm reading it, I'm rewriting it and maybe changing a variable name to a variable name that I would have called it. And then that makes me have to, instead of just doing a dumb rewrite, it has to make me think, oh, hang on a minute, they're using that variable there and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I, well, I do find reading pages of, of code definitely isn't you know going to make you learn. Yeah. It's the actual using it and then rewriting it yourself and digesting it that way really is going to be the way to let it sink exactly. in. I think the only reason I mention it is just if anyone is starting out and they are reading other people's code and they're finding it hard, don't worry. It, it just you do get better over time, and it, you know it will come easier to some people than others, I guess. But um, yeah, but don't feel stupid if if it's not sinking in straight away. Um. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been up to, Mike? Ah, good question. Uh, <laughs> basically, all weekend I was doing my uni assignment and I was trying desperately hard not to basically call Ed Man in tears and uh, in the end just failed miserably. But um, yeah, that was that was quite frustrating. And uh, thanks to Ed Man, he gave me a little bit of help on that one. So uh, you were pretty yeah. much there, though, man. This is the annoying thing, isn't <laughs> it? It's like, you know, I come in and pretend to be the nightly show, but you were there pretty much. So. You know when like your your code is like ninety percent there, but that final ten percent 
just could take you weeks basically because if you don't know it you don't know it. it's as simple as yep. uh it was it was a bit like that so uh but yeah i finally got that done so that was a big weight off my mind and um but yeah just the uh, uni workload is huge and um but strangely i've got five weeks left and that's the academic year over no way <laughs> wow so when, do, when does it actually close then uh we've literally five weeks left and then you know people can still live on campus we've got exams to do but in terms of lecture and stuff we're done that's so crazy. The people who've done it over one year, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty much finished. Five weeks left. And there's a reading week in that as well. So I think it's four weeks of lectures left. So it's a ridiculously short academic year, really. It's um, pretty insane. But I, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you, to uh, just to be able to take a step back and reread yeah. a lot of material. Because if I, if I when get... When are the re- exams? Because you've, yeah. you've got like a month, haven't you, off to... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you've got a, a month off in April, basically, before exams start. So, uh, yeah, so that would be good to get out of the way. But um, yeah, other than that, I, I do have a couple of things I would like to uh, to bring up actually, if that's all right. Um, just today, I was um, I've been working on some Magento on a Magento site. Well, hey, uh, I've got a feeling you've worked on Magento before. No, nah, never touched never. it before. I don't know where I've got that from. Luckily, uh, yeah, it's a bit. Basically, I've done this little bits of work on it before, but it, it's kind of been a hack here and a hack there. And I just had something coming up uh, for a, a site, and I was like, you know what, I can't keep hacking away. I need to actually learn. So I followed a tutorial um, on basically how to create your own uh, module. Mm-hmm. It was like a tutorial by Smashing Magazine. Oh, yep. yeah, they're good. They are good. Yeah, they are good. I hadn't heard of them before. But, really? Uh, yeah. It's massive. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's shocking. Um, well, there you go. Uh, I'll put the um, I'll put the link in the uh, show notes. But uh, yeah, it's a really good um, tutorial. Actually, really simple. Just follow it step by step, and and you create your own module. And basically, that you know everything you do in that module, you can then tap into the the core Magento system, so you can go and get product information, all that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely do it this way. Don't do it the hack way that that I've done in the past. So, what is their module like? Their module system like? You enjoy it or? Is it, um, is, it, is it WordPress, dare I say it, style, or is it MVC, kind of? It is MVC, yeah, because it, it uses Zen framework, but um, it's, it is very modular. It's almost like HMVC, like what we were talking about last week. But, you know, like every module has, like, its own controllers, models, and you don't have views as such. But And then and you've also got on top of that, you've got, like, XML config files. Um, so are you a fan of that? See, config files to me are kind of one of those things where some people like XML, some people like YAML, some people like JSON, and some people just like using like the language that you give them, like PHP or something. I didn't like XML, but I do now. I kind of think, well, it's a very simple layout, actually. It's quite clean. You know, it's I, I find it fairly easy to use. And like you say, it's like any markup language, I guess. You, once you've got the idea of that symmetry, it's quite, quite easy to put together. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's quite good, actually. I About a couple of months ago, I was just slating Magento. I hated it, but that was mainly because I didn't understand it. I actually think it is really well put together. But that's pretty quite controversial. I imagine people are pretty quite split on that on opinion of that. But um, yeah, it's considering it's open source and everything, it is amazing uh, software to use, really. So, But yeah, I'll put that, that link in the show notes. Um, and the other thing I was just going to say is today, I, I was just helping a friend, basically, but... Um, He's doing like this module on um, mobile or ubiquitous computing, is it, I think, and mobile computing. But basically, he had to build an, an Android app. And I was helping him out with that today. And actually, if you, um, if you understand Java or, or you know, um, OOPHP, it's actually really easy to, um, to use. Yeah. And I was really, yeah, I, I think, I know obviously with things like, um, uh, what's it called? Is it PhoneGap? Yep. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you've got the advantage there that you can cater to both platforms mm-hmm. pretty easy. But I, I think, for me, personally, if I was going to make my first app now, I'd probably, even though I'm a massive Apple boy... I, Whoa! I, I, <laughs> I don't believe you just said that! <laughs> I'd probably make an Android app first in Java, straight up. Yeah. Yeah, just because then, you know, it's clean and you know what's going on. You've changed, um, You're on your way down the Android path, aren't you? going to be... No! Like, <laughs> that oh. is it. That's all I I was always exactly the same, though, because I was always, oh, yeah, Mac and iPhone and all that stuff, and then I got my Android, and it's the greatest thing on, on the planet. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it's so, so good. And like, I don't even oh. know what it is. It's probably just because it's... It's pretty much the same thing, but different, and it does the same stuff. And it's it's just like a. I'm, I think I'm still in the honeymoon period, even though it's been like six <laughs> months now. But yeah, yeah, love it. 
Oh man, it, it makes me cry to hear you say that. But um, oh, it's so good though. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is, I've got an Android phone for work, and yeah. just the amount of updates it does. What yeah. one have you I got? Find that one? Really infuriating. Uh, the is it the S four? Oh wow, so that's a nice phone. So then. Yeah, pretty. Oh, it's pretty all right modern. for some, isn't it? Wow, I hate it. I find it completely unusable. Completely unusable. I'm going to get slated by our listeners for that. But um, I hope so. I swap it for a five-year-old iPhone. <laughs> you probably would. I probably would, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, I'd just bring that up in case anyone is, uh, you know, who's got a fair amount of programming language, if they do want to make an app, I would recommend them to do that because uh, like all the package that you get um, from Android is really helpful. Documentation is really clear. Um, yeah, definitely give it a go. Got a really good idea for an app as well. Have you? Flappy, yeah, Flappy Bird. <laughs> it's about the I bird, finally right? played that, and it is <laughs> insanely addictive. It really is. What's your high score? I'm up to like 100 and... Let oh, me see. I, I couldn't even like get over the first couple, so let's not even talk about it. I thought it had been taken out of the App Store or something. It, it has, has yeah, yeah. like The guy didn't want to deal bit, with it, did he? Well, apparently, it's got... I reckon it's some like market employee or something. But, uh, but yeah, I had a bit of a heart attack because... When I had my 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 previous Nexus stolen out of my pocket a couple of weeks ago, like I had Flappy Bird on there, and it was like two days after he pulled it out of the App Store, and I was like, I'm never going to get Flappy Bird back. But luckily, um, when I yeah when I got my new my new Nexus and I turned it on and, and it synced itself up, it kind of synced all this, put all the purchases up, and luckily it was managed, it was able to pull in Flappy Bird. So, so I've got, were you more upset about uh, losing the phone or the app? Uh, I, I, I would say phone, but I was pretty devastated about the You're app. Like, phone. No, not the app. <laughs> And I lost all my Bitcoin as well. <laughs> no! I say all my Bitcoin. I had like about $3 worth. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that's all gone. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll live without my $3 worth of virtual currency, which is going to dive into the ocean. Uh, sorry, just one last thing uh, I would say about the Magento thing. For anyone who's like, um, who's just, I don't know, doing programming part-time, whatever, if you are looking to perhaps, you know, start making an income from it, uh, Magento modules... They sell for an absolute fortune. Do they have so, their own uh, store as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's, is this is what I don't understand with Is it open source and the paid yeah. version? You there is a paid like, all version. All I see is the price yeah. of it. Sometimes is yes. ridiculous. Yeah, and what yeah, do you get yeah. with that version? Any better functionality uh, or just support? I'm sorry, man. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous money for the paid version. I think there's different levels, isn't there? But I know the top one is huge, huge it's, amounts it's of money. It's the Magento get screwed version or something, you know. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or the other X Men as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lewis is out, and you come in with the Lewis joke. I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I miss his leather chair. I'm missing the sound. I do. Chair. It's not the same, is it? It didn't make a peep last week, though, did it? Uh, did it not? I'm trying to. I think. don't know. I listened and I couldn't. Yeah, there was. Well, there was no reference to it, and I didn't hear it any time. Oh, but disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, you two. Any uh, hot picks? I'll let you go first, Ed. While I think of okay. one, um, um, I've got a couple actually. Because <laughs> another link from that email I sent was: uh, Have you ever been on Code Academy? Yes, it's really good for like start because I've got a couple of people that I'm help uh, teaching like PHP and HTML to and stuff. And yeah. I've sent them over there for a couple of weeks because it's just great, like the ability to be able to, you kind of do, you stay stimulated really because you're kind of doing some code on, on the left and then you're learning it on the right and you can see the results and then uh, subscribe, you know, like publish it and say, look, can you please or submit, sorry, the answers. So it's pretty cool actually, Code Academy. Um, that sounds really good. And then uh, Twitter wise, I've got two links. So to, on Twitter, I've got a Twitter handle everyone should be following, which is Codawall. And it's actually from a website called Codawall.com. I don't know if any of you have heard Codawall. No. It rings a bell, but... It's really good, like, because it's, like, little snippets of uh, interesting, like, people, blog, uh, like, developers pretty much put, like, oh, this is how, you know, quickly to set up. It's almost like the blogs that you can get in DigitalOcean and stuff, but smaller, like, oh, here's a handy little alias for your shout, your dot files. Here's a, here's a way how to quickly set up your, your Rails application, you know, web server and stuff. Yeah. And the, the actual Twitter handle posts all of the, like, the top ones. Like, there's a load of Git stuff on there, which is great. Um, so I recommend adding, uh, uh, adding that guy, subscribing to him. Uh, well, him or her, uh, and also maybe even creating an account with Codable because you can you can sign in with your OAuth, so you can use Twitter, your Twitter handle, your GitHub handle, and yeah, just just add in your snippets there, which I'm, I'm starting to do, and it's pretty cool. Uh, another yeah, one cool. is an old old Twitter ha- uh, post that I remembered seeing like way back in '09, 
And uh, it's from the guy, the guy who made uh, Symphony. He seems to have made low stuff. He's a French dude that seems to have made so much stuff that he posted like this 140 character limit uh, PHP router. So like a, it's literally like a web app, web framework in a tweet. Wow. That's, That's insane. insane. Which is really insane. Cool. I mean, it's really bad code in the sense of it's using our friend <laughs> at, you know, our at symbol and stuff to hide stuff. But it's quite cool to see what you can actually do in just 140 characters. Um, yeah, and he's yeah. actually like he's got a website called twitto.org and yeah twitto.org it's a web framework in a tweet he says don't use it for production but it's quite fun just to see it <laughs> and stuff like you know what can you do in, in 140 characters or less that is pretty awesome so, I started um, following um, is it I am developer that you oh, <laughs> yes. right last week so, so good man he always sits out the part that every day he comes up with something so funny that you're like this guy yeah. I don't, he must not have a job and this is just what he does because it's crazy yeah, How many? Fo- yeah, because he's got like tens and tens yeah, of thousands. And he doesn't of follow anyone, which is really? genius. That guy is popular. And my final, right. my final thing for this week is the take the tour. Uh, it's called take the Linux file system tour, and it's just a blog post about the file system in Linux. Because coming from a Windows world, you go into like either a Mac or a Linux like distribution you can get quite confused with where files are and stuff. And it does like this quite nice gimmick of what you do doing, like if you're on holiday in a tour bus or something, you know, and it goes through and plays on that. But yeah, it's quite an interesting little read. That's cool. cool. Did you see the, uh, the web King Las Vegas thing? That I <laughs> yeah. What, is that a real thing? Or is that something? Cause... It, it, I, I, I couldn't work it out. I had a look at the source and there was a, there was a meta tag for front page six in there. Yes. So he's either very authentic with it or, or he's trolling us. Amazingly. Yeah. Or, or it's genuinely a, a website from way back when. Um, but yeah, if you look, there's, there's some links to some of the projects he's worked on and they're basically exactly the same. So it's, it's phenomenal. So if anyone out there wants to go to webkinglasvegas.com, you'll see the greatest website well, ever. I just it's like, like the back. audio as well. I like the fact you say, put your audio on. So I put my audio on and it was just perfect. Oh, it is. It just, yeah. And the, the little photo of him at the top with the, yes. the, uh, <laughs> the king's hat on as well. It's phenomenal. Oh, dear. You must have thought he was the dude. He was the Absolutely. man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really tempted to sit down and, yeah, crack a, crack a copy of your front page open and then redo my <laughs> yes. personal website. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, um, any other hot picks from your review or, or are we all about done? I think I'm, I'm done. Um, yeah. Ed, oh, I'm done too, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. all out, mate. We did say we'd bring in a tweet of the week feature, but I don't know if anyone spotted anything this week. I must admit, I've not. Well, my, my tweet was that just the, it wasn't really of the week. Yeah. More, yeah, of the past four years. Okay, cool. No worries. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll move on to our uh, topic of the week then, which, uh, as things go, we have changed it again. Uh, from what I said it was going to be. Um, what, did, what would you say it was going to be, by the way? I think we said we would continue on with, we'd kind of finish off MVC and we would um, have a look in, in some sort of framework. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. And I was trying to get Taylor Rockwell in. but uh, Yeah, that was funny. Can you explain that a little bit? Do you reply? <sighs> no, not at all, man. Not at all. Um, but I, I him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I will get him in on a podcast. I'm absolutely determined well, to Well, he likes that. you. I don't know uh, why, but he likes you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's like or just pure hatred. But, yeah, did you have a Barney? You're the one. He's the one that you had a Barney with, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember why. But, and then uh, you were both friends, and he was like, "Can I have a free ticket?" You said to the Eurocon, what Laracon? And you, it was like, no. "Really? Yeah." Well, <laughs> we'll get him on anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just we'll get him on and bully him because there's four of us and one of it. <laughs> Go for it, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will get him in at some point. So uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, we are going to talk instead. Uh, about documentation because it is something we, we said we would talk about a little while ago because it's something that just looks really really intimidating if um if you've not used it before and i think hopefully with this podcast we'll explain a little bit the, the kind of things you need to look for because whenever you go and look at a function or, or something on the php docs there's probably going to be a small amount of information that's vital and there's going to be a lot of more information that's going to be well maybe comments from other people and and just different ways of using that function so what hopefully we'll show you this podcast is basically how to hone in on on the 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 core details of what it's actually trying to show you because it's not that scary um i think probably we would all well i i don't know i think it's changed for me but you'll probably find that when you're trying to learn things a lot of time you're going to end up on places like stack overflow 
because it'll seem less intimidating than PHP docs at first. And and also you have the examples, don't you? Because it's normally yeah. like, oh, I have this problem, and then the solution it has like it's catered around the problem that that person's having. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think you know as you progress, I would encourage you to to use the docs more. Uh, I mean, certainly, you know, if you were learning something like Java, you would be taught how to use the documentation pretty much from the beginning. It just wouldn't survive without you the documentation. And yet, I think in PHP, a lot of the time, people, people wouldn't even look at the documentation. I'm in that camp as well, yeah, because yeah. if you search for something in P, or in my mind anyway, php.net comes up and yeah. I, haven't got, I haven't got a clue what any of it means. So I'm straight to Stack Overflow. Yeah, yeah. It's understandable. I mean, I think it's a, it looks a little bit more friendly now that they've updated the theme, the, the CSS. Not not huge amounts more, but it's it's a little bit more friendly. It's a lot more 2.0. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Version on 3.0. You know it. <laughs> so I'm thinking the best way to start off here, but I'm thinking maybe a function that we all use, and then we practically all bring up the docs and and just explain what we're looking at, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. good. <clears throat> I've got. Oh, were you going to suggest a, a function? I was, but you go for it. Oh, I was going to say SDR replace because that seems yes. to be the PHP function that I use more than anything. Absolutely, and I could probably follow along with this because, yeah, you know, simple. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got it up in front of me now. I'd, uh, does someone know where uh, Ed? Do you want to kick off? Yeah, sure thing, man. Yeah. Um, so. SDR replace. So the, the nice thing about the docs is that there's many ways, and we'll go through that afterwards. Like there's quite a few ways you can actually look at them, and third parties have produced <coughs> other outputs that you can see, which may be a little bit nicer. But the yeah, so the first thing you get when you hit with this page, you've got the string place, which is the function you want, and then you've got like below it, you'll say you'll see PHP four and PHP five. Really, you're never going to deal with PHP four anymore. Uh, you're going to assume that PHP five, but you will have functions that are only available in point releases or dot releases. Sorry, of PHP five, such as maybe five point four and five point five. So in five point five, say you've got the you get the kit, you get the keyword uh, yield, which is to make generators, but you won't see that in other ones. So it'll be it'll be interesting like, if you have a problem with a, a keyword or a function and you can't, it doesn't exist. Maybe go to the documentation better see why. Maybe it's your version that's out of date. Um, so then you get a nice little description um, and then you get the signature and you get the signature, which is quite iffy because in a language that doesn't have types or, or sorry, it does have types, but it, it doesn't have uh, declared types. You don't have to declare the type, say a state, you know, what this type actually does. You know, this this variable has to have a type, uh, be this type, sorry. Uh, you get this idea of string place and it's saying that it's returns mixed. So mixed means. That indicates a parameter that may accept multiple uh, types. So that's a little bit confusing again. But what that actually means is it returns mo- uh, different things. So it could return a string, may- and it could return an integer. It could return a float. But in the case of the string replace one, it actually accepts and returns strings and arrays of strings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things like you're looking at the docs. I mean, I'm just looking at it now, and and like you say, phrase. I use this. You know, everyone uses it all the time, right? But I mean, did you know that it, you know this function accepted four parameters? No, because uh, I'm assuming the the square braces mean that it's an optional. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I I think that's my understanding of it. Um, is that right, Ed? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so and and it's it. So if you go through it, so you've got your mix, which is your search. So that's what you're actually searching for. Uh, oh no, so that's what you. Yeah, that's what you're searching yeah. for. That's what you want to replace it with. And then you've got your subject. And then the optional one, which is the one that, you, as you say, you've got it in curly brackets, is there's an integer. So this actually returns an integer. So it's not mixed, meaning you won't get an array back or you can't include put an array in it or you won't return an array. It will be a integer. And what this actually means with the ampersand means that you're going to pass it a reference to a variable that you want to store that value in. So you're not returning anything there. It will actually input it will insert the count into a variable that you pass there so maybe you have you know a string replaced you search for for your words you replace it and you've got your subject and then you say okay the amount of occurrences that this happened put this in like occurrence variable and then after that you'll be able to use that variable and you know echo it out and you'll be able to see how many times that you actually replaced was actually done inside of that that, right that that call Uh, that's very useful like the replace because you have like the matches I'm sure you see yep. that we have your matches, and then afterwards you get this variable, uh, and that's just the ampersand, meaning it's by reference and not by value. Yeah, 
And I, I guess your thing is, you know, if you were looking for this on Google and you went to Stack Overflow, you wouldn't necessarily know that you've got all those parameters because they're probably not going to show you. They'd probably show you the first three because they're the critical ones. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of thing could come in really handy. Um, so that's why looking at the docs, just it gives you that little bit extra more detail, I think. And, and like you say, I mean, and this is certainly a case like with, with Java, I mean, and, and you can say with any kind of programming language or any, anything really is that when you get down to the basics for programming, you're, you're always doing one of two things. You're either accessing or you're modifying with, with anything. That, that's all you're ever doing. And basically, with things like the documentation, you can see basically what you need to give it and what it gives you back. And clearly in the PHP docs, you've got the return values and it tells you exactly what you're going to get back. And, you know, with something like PHP, I guess, where, you know, it's not really strict on data types and things like that, it's maybe less important. But certainly if you move on to things like Java, you'll need to know what you're getting back or else you'll get, you know, you'll never compile anything, basically. Yeah. Is that strict? Well, it's, and also because in the world of web stuff, we, we typically use just text editors, like Sublime, Dreamweaver yeah. is even a text editor, really. It doesn't have, I mean, I don't actually know if, if yeah, Dreamweaver does have the documentation on tap, you know, yeah. like, and you have yeah. like NetBeans and you have stuff like Eclipse, which then will give you these document, you know, this, these doc, you know, this docs and give you actual visual input. So maybe when you do a string replace, you'll see that you need a search, a replace and a subject, and it will be that these will be mixed and stuff. But I mean, like you can include it in your sublime. That's what I've done. But yep. yeah, it's not really like you're not, you don't start off in an IDE environment, really. You start off in a mm. notepad clone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. But um, it's it's definitely good practice to just get into that mentality of okay, what do I need to give it? What does it give me back? Absolutely. And as you say, like you'll find out. Oh, hang on a minute! I was trying to count. You know, the amount of occurrences that this occurred myself when I could have just passed it in a variable to use as a reference, and it would have been. You know, I mean, that the amount of times that I've realised there's a function that does it for me in PHP yeah. is ridiculous, yeah. and it's because annoyingly the functions aren't that well publicised. You know, uh, there's a couple even today when I was looking through some stuff that I'm like, I'd never even knew this existed. And if I knew this existed, I wouldn't have to rewrite the same code or bring, you know, along this function myself. It, Yeah, it, I think they could do a lot better thing. And, and as I say, there are do- there's documentation outside of it that allows you to search for it a little bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess uh, one of the things I was going to say as well, I think maybe we did talk about this in one of our earlier um uh, podcast, but maybe uh, Fraser, do you fancy fielding uh, the print R function? Because I think that's pretty like something that's really, you know, really important for anyone who's starting out. I guess. Yep, no problem. Because uh, you've got print R and var dump, and they're yeah. pretty similar, aren't they? So, if I remember correctly, var dump it, it gives you the does it give you the data type as what? Well? Not the data type. Yeah, yeah, it no, does give you the data type, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Valdam gives you the data type, and print R just basically gives you an output of what it's what's in it. So, say you've got an array and you want to know exactly what's in your array, you can do print print R my array, and it'll give you a list of all your key pair values and and what have you. So, if you do it as a var dump as well, then that'll also list off. It'll say, okay, well, this is a string, or this is another array, and then this is this is a integer and will it, t- will it tell you that it's an integer yeah it, it, yes it will it yeah. tells you the data type it says like if it's null and what it's a null of and also another right. interesting if you brought up the print r documentation i remember this is that there is a optional second parameter which is yeah. return and it allows you and again this function either I did not is, know that it's, right. it's either it does a side effect of actually echoing out for you or you're able to return the thing var export similar to that like with vardum and another yep. thing with print r and vardum is that vardum doesn't produce as nice an output as print r and there are like alternatives and i actually made this is a shameless self plug i made like a var dump that is a bit more prettier like print r uh, on my blog because var dump i prefer but the print r actual visualization of arrays is a lot nicer when you actually want to export it but yeah so you can do a return in print r and that will actually return it to you and you can input that into a string or maybe do some funky stuff with or you can use var export which would do the same thing for the var dump that's pretty cool. Where do we find that? Because, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting my hands on that. Anyway. Oh, it's just uh, edman.com. And I'll, I'll put yeah. it in the show notes. Sweet. Awesome. Um, I was going to say one of the other things that might be uh, useful to go through is, and I'm using an example that I had uh, had to do in the last month or so, which, again, Ed helped me out with. But um, sometimes you have to be a little bit careful. If you're trying to, you might see something on the web and think, oh, that's exactly what I need. Depending on your installation of, 
PHP and what yes, libraries yes, you've yes. got set up, you might not be able to use certain libraries and functions. You have to sometimes you'll have to install extra things to, in order to get them. And so also talking, some get deprecated, which yeah. is another thing the documentation will tell you. Is yes. It will tell you if they are deprecated and also when they've been removed, which a lot of people are kicking and screaming about with 5.5 because some things were deprecated in 5.4 or 5.3 and now being, now being removed and they're like, now they're complaining about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, But basically, if you use the PHP docs... Um, Usually at the top somewhere, you'll see something that says requirements and you can just click on that and, and you'll see all that kind of information. I mean, I, I got burnt with this trying to bring in um, like a, a, a bring in SSH connections in PHP and uh, it turns out that I needed this this library installed. So just uh, just want to um, keep an eye out for, I guess. Yeah. Um, do either of you got anything in particular that you wanted to, uh, to mention about PHP documentation? Um, no, I mean, even kind of chatting about it with you guys now, it's kind of opened my eyes a little bit because, like I said before, it's it's yeah. it's not the most friendly thing to look at, and it's it's a little bit intimidating because I've 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 don't even bother, or I maybe will now going forward now that I actually kind of understand what's going on. But yeah. um, beforehand, if if a PHP dot net result came up in the search results, I'd skip over it. Wouldn't even bother clicking on it. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, actually, if you guys are happy, then I, I think perhaps it'd be a good idea to just have a look at some of the. Uh, the big kind of things that we use day in day out and one of those things i was going to say i don't know how you guys feel but maybe implode and explode and it'd be yep. good to look at the documentation and just explain what's going on there yeah perfect so uh what do you fancy going through what should we start off implode or explode Make explode i yeah. reckon go for it did you want to talk through it yeah i'll i'll, I'll try and uh, and kick off basically yeah. explode what it lets you do is you say so you've got a a string which you've got commas in so say you've got a string of a string of numbers so you've got one comma three comma five comma seven comma ten comma seven hundred or whatever and you want to get that into an array there's this function called explode in, in php and what it lets you do it part you pass in the string so you say explode and then looking at the docs now the first the first parameter that you pass it is the delimiter which is going to be what you want to break it up by so in this case i guess you're going to want to break it up by your commas so you'd put your comma in the as the first parameter and then you specify your your string after that yeah. And then what that's going to do, if you assign that to a variable, your variable that you've assigned that to is now going to have, be an array with all those values. So rather than having a string with one, three, five, ten, a million, you're going to have an array with, with all these different values populated in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I'm just looking at the docs now. I mean, I didn't know there was like a, a, a limit. limit. Yeah. yeah. Limit <laughs> is really useful. When you only want to say, I only want to do up to this amount, you know, maybe I only want the first two, you know, I like the last comma or something, maybe. Yeah. So will it discard? It will keep it, 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 it will just won't chop it off. It will, it will think of that right, as just gotcha. being a single element. And another okay, thing. Okay, so the, be, the, the, sorry, so it will basically mean, say you, you limited it to two, does that mean the third, the third element in the array would be everything or yeah, the second everything. element uh, so, would so, be so everything you, after that? Yeah. yeah, so you'd have, well, yeah, so you say I want two, so you'd ex, you explode your first uh, one, your second one, and then the last one would be all the stuff with all the commas still in there. Yep. Um, and an interesting thing with this one is the description you see now. This is actually giving instead of mixed, you've actually got strict data types. You're saying, you know, it returns an array. I require you to pass me a string or some. Yeah, I require you to pass me a string for the delimiter and and also the actual string itself, the, the subject. And then also you've got the optional limit, which is an integer. And also there's a there's a couple of other things. And if you read the parameters, that also gives you a nice little thing saying like this has to be set and it must if it's set it must be positive. And it also gives you a nice little thing about you know what it actually does. And you say like if so, it says here it's interesting. Like if the limit parameter is zero, then the, this is treated as one. So yep. it's kind of interesting. You know, like these are the design design considerations that they've made, and they've just produced the documentation for you then to be able to see. So without having to be like head scratching for maybe half hour on why it's doing a certain thing, maybe come here and you'll be able to say ah oh, that's why because that's the design decision they made. Um, yep. And interesting also is like the return values after that. So it also tell you a return value because because as I say like there's not strict data types per se. It may return a null or you know there's interesting ones where like if I don't have something, so maybe a null is a valid you know valid thing. It's not a falsy value. If I don't have something or if it really fails, it's going to be really false. You know it's going to be a triple equals false, meaning I definitely want a false ba value back. That will come back with the return value, so you can look in there. And then you've got the change log, which is always interesting where you've got, you can see there like in, so you go, this is interesting. So 5.1 actually supported negative limits. 
Um, but it's quite interesting. Maybe there is now actually ability to be able to have a negative limit saying that I only want minus one. So I only want the, the last one to be on its own or yeah. I only want the last one maybe. Uh, and then finally, sorry, is the examples. The examples are great. They're like they're kind of like the hidden like special thing on PHP uh, docs for their years and years of people who have done stuff. And they're like, oh, this is a good way of doing it. But the trouble is, it's because they're all hidden inside of this scary site, pretty much. A lot of people just wash over them. Like a lot of the examples here are probably people have just copied and pasted onto Stack Overflow. Right. I'm with you. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, uh, I, I say that you, I use Implode and Explode a lot, and for people who just started out, they're probably thinking, "What would you use it for?" But I guess the common thing would be like, um, well, certainly back in the day before PDO like MySQL statements and stuff like that would be quite quite handy. You've got a bunch of like IDs and you want to update everything with this ID. It's, depending on how you add that format, you could then quite nicely, if you've got them in an array, you can then implode and basically say, okay, where ID in, and then just spit them all out in one string. So you're always going to have that, that different thing where you'll need to either explode or implode. It just happens so often. Absolutely. Completely agree there. Um, I've got an interesting link actually. That uh, so, dockhub.com. Uh, so if you oh, oh no sorry yeah. dockhub.io. So if you go to dockhub.io, um, uh, it's literally a crawl of the Mozilla file, Mozilla Networks documentation for CSS, HTML, JavaScript from the Mozilla file, uh, thing, and also the DOM, but also jQuery docs and PHP and Beta Python. But if you go to it, you can actually see that you can like quickly click on a link, uh, click on one of the actual things at the top of language, and type in a function and start it off, and it will it will just do a quick search, and you'll get the same information that you would have got from PHP docs but in a kind of a nicer format where it's just That's quickly cool. been able to get it. Um, yeah. One other thing I use quite a lot in Sublime is a plugin called GoToDocumentation. Uh, it's yep. kind of like a, or is it like really, a, not a rubbish, but like, you know, not as good version of what you can get in an IDE where it actually displays you the documentation for you. This, if you hover over it like a keyword and say, and just do maybe one of your quick keyboard shortcuts on it, it will actually open up the documentation, the relevant documentation, so it knows it's a PHP file, so it needs to go to the PHP docs and just opens it up to say, oh, is there actually a keyword with this in? So that's quite a nice uh. um, nice little uh little plug-in what I use and it's also there's it supports a lot of languages like Ruby on Rails, Postgres, Go, Clojure, Python, JavaScript, CoffeeScript, PHP so it's got a lot of of you know ability you know lots of languages to be able to support out the box yeah, yeah. Um, and finally is pman so I don't know your uh, man pages manual pages on in Linux man pages I know <laughs> uh, um, so if you ever if you have a problem with uh, like in Linux world, you know normally it's like well just look at the man pages, which mainly mean the manual. So all the manuals, which you, if you have like uh, I've got a function called like ls, and you want to know what ls can do and what information, you know what what options you can do in ls, you can type man space ln or ls sorry, and that will give you the documentation in the command line of that you know that actual command for you. Um, a similar thing you can do, and another shameless plug on my site is uh, I've set up, uh, I just wrote a blog post a couple of years ago that I brought back up and tested, and it's a pair repository that's called PMAN, and it's just a PHP manual in that same way. But a nice thing about it then is, obviously, is you can actually, in your Sublime instance, because you can have a command line up there, you can stay in your command line instance and actually be able to do it. And one little project I'm thinking about doing is maybe rewriting the script that we've got for the go-to documentation, and all it does actually is just goes and loads it up in the command line at the bottom of the page which was quite cool but it gives you the same implementation but you're able then to do stuff like grepping it and linux stuff and one fun thing i did was i made like you know the i'm feeling lucky thing in google and it would just yeah, be yeah. a random page so i've got like i'm feeling lucky a uh, little uh, alias and it will pop up a random pit like php function like the man pages for it just to say oh i never knew that and i've done it right. times, like oh yeah oh this function that's completely funky so yeah it's a good way of learning like random php functions just go i'm feeling lucky Nice. Can I just, uh, I just want to bring in um, a function that I've started using a lot recently because um, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but we had like, we had a client who ran like a security check against a website and just basically scanned for, uh, you know, kind of like backdoors and all that, you know, anything that was uh, potentially dangerous. Yeah. And one of the things that we had come up with was like cross server attacks, um, which I've got to admit, like I was, haven't really thought about before this scan came in. Yeah, and thankfully we were like okay and stuff, but it did kind of alert us to some stuff. 
But I've started using, have you heard of the filter var um, function in PHP? No. This is actually really helpful. But if you um, basically Google filter underscore var, yeah. um, basically what it does is it just gives you a tool basically where you can you can do one or two things. You can either sanitize a string, so okay. it'll actually modify a string and give you back, or you can like validate it to say, look, is it okay? And yeah. so it does that for you. But then also you've got, if you, you probably see a link on there that says type of filters, and then you can see split into like validate and sanitize. Okay. And um, and then basically, if you look at like, for example, sanitize, you've got so much stuff there. Like, you know, you can say, okay, well, sanitize it, it's an integer. So it will make sure that whatever you get, it's just an integer. And I've been using it for things like, um, basically for like get variables, stuff right. that comes back in. Because sometimes you might have JavaScript that actually brings in something from a get parameter. And potentially there's a possibility there then depending on how good your, uh, your your SQL security is. Potentially they could put something in the get URL bar and, and then pass that in and, and make a connection to your database and do whatever they want. But if you do all this kind of stuff, there's, there's stuff in there that will stop that from happening. You've got a filter sanitized string, all that kind of stuff. There's loads of stuff there that you know probably a lot of people just made their own functions in PHP to try and guard against, but this is all built into the library for you. So yeah. It's one of those things, isn't it, where it's like I've been writing an email validation script yeah. for years and now I <laughs> yeah. find it's already in the language yeah. core. That was one of the awesome things when I first started using PHP because obviously we all start, or I say we all, like we all worked heavily together on uh, for a, a company that uses a lot of classic ASP. So yeah. the first time I ever touched PHP, I was like, oh, this is amazing because we were sitting there writing our own functions to sanitize strings and yeah. you're basically having to look look across the keyboard to say see which, which keys could actually, yeah. or which characters could actually cause harm oh yeah and, and filter those out and it's nice to be able to kind of just oh, there's, there's already a function for it in php and it, the, yeah just loads of stuff like that that there already is the functionality yeah. that that we were painstakingly sitting there writing code for 100 oh, percent. i've been using that a lot recently so i really it recommend it's a really it, good so. function really yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and a function uh, get underscore defined underscore vars i don't know if you've heard of that one well, yeah. you've just ruined my quiz, but carry oh, on. Oh, no! No! Oh, <laughs> you dear. get minus one for that, so I'm Oh, no. Boom. Down. Uh, Ed, minus one. Cool. Oh, carry on. Well, that screwed me up. Well, yeah, anyway, so that one is an awesome one because it allows you to work out what variables are in scope at the moment. Um, it's awesome for stuff when you're doing views and stuff where you're like, oh, I don't know if I've passed in that variable or something. And oh, no way. Say, I just pass it in and you can say, yeah, and it gives you an array of all the variables. Yeah. Uh, that sounds cool. really handy. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of ruined the quiz. Well, uh, I suck. There's another one. Or you can I let me found. try and answer that question. <laughs> there's another one that tells you the all the files that have been included in that script as well. Oh, I didn't know that one. That's yeah, cool. that's quite handy. I found it with like Magento to find out what was going on because you, you couldn't easily see. That's interesting because I always use the debug backtrace for that. So there's a function called debug underscore backtrace, and it gives you yeah. so much more information than you need. Just for working out that, so that's a cool one actually. Yeah, because th this is a function that just the backtrace one just like gives you what's happening, you know, line by line, what functions are being called, and obviously yeah. I like it sometimes what ones are being included. So knowing, there you go. Just it's one of those functions again that I could have just used that on its own without having to make my own one that just passed the include. So sure, the more you learn. But um, there was one thing. So I'm like skipping around a bit, but there was one thing in Python that uh, we all love Python, uh, and it was a, <laughs> there was a couple of tweets this person put out, and then this guy made, and it's a really clever idea that I really would like to see in PHP. And the idea is, is what it does is it launches a Google search for any exception that gets run. So any exception that happens on your Python app, it will just load up a Google search with that exception in, and maybe a little bit more information about it. Because nine times out of ten, someone else has already had that problem. Now, yeah. I think that's kind of cool, just on exceptions, you know. So say you uh, run your application and you phrase an exception and just what happens, an instant Google search comes up. Maybe even you could have it you know, configured to do a Stack Overflow search. So you could quickly go to it without having to copy and paste it in because I'm sure you, well, I'm very much like, oh, I copy the whole line in, paste it in, what's this error and stuff, and just seeing that other people have posted the exact same error. So it's called yep. what the what but it's just a GitHub repo that I'll post up. But it's quite an interesting concept that could be you know, brought into other languages quite easily and, and I think really be pretty effective. Nice. So I guess the question is, are you guys ready for the quiz? I am. I, am. I am. And I'm not going to say... Ed. I know. Well, you know, I'm minus one already. <laughs> oh, dear. Here we go. I've been waiting um, for this day. 
I think I've lost the answers as well, so it's going to be yes. a bit... Uh, <laughs> so we can come up with anything. And yeah, we're just much. like, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, Ed, what's happened with your uh, your sponsorship from uh, Cola Rebel? Because you're not well, really been mentioning... it's quite interesting because Cola Rebel, yeah. like, they, they didn't you know, come back to me or anything. So what I'm now doing is it's yeah. Walker's Sensations. Uh, okay. Thai sweet yeah. chili coated peanuts. So you know you've got the tight sweet chili crisps. You've got the coated peanuts now. Oh, they sound they, pretty good. Oh, they are stupidly nourished. And if they sponsor us, they'll sound even better. Even better, <laughs> exactly. So yes, sensations. They're sensational, yeah. and they're peanuts. And that helps with programming somehow. Uh, it's the only off. thing I eat or drink. Right. I actually, yeah. yeah, I blend it. And it, yeah, but anyway, moving on. So okay. your keyboard must feel horrible. My keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I replace it weekly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you you guys ready then? Yeah. Yeah, oh, go for it. Ready, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh no. Question number one: Can you compress a string in PHP? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until Ed's on. G-zip compress, isn't it? Oh wow! Yeah, it is. Yeah. Did you know that, Fraser? I did not know that. You're going to hate oh, me. Right. I found that out today as well because it was did one of the really? ones that I was like, "Oh, I may actually talk about this." Oh, you, uh, <laughs> I've been cheating. cheating. This is cheating. All right. So that's Ed oh, minus sorry, two that is now. So cheating. Uh, Ed minus two, Fraser zero. Okay, all right. Um, okay, second question then. Uh, but yeah, that was GZ compress. And basically, I don't know why you would need this. And I'm guessing, I'm, I just don't know. Because I'm guessing the Maybe actual... Maybe to a file or something? Because I don't think it's a real string anymore. Um, no, it's not. If you print, if you echo it out, you it's just like get just a bite. Yeah, it's like you have yeah, to unpack yeah. it and stuff. So maybe just for a straight, for a straight, like putting it into a file, like byte file, because yeah, you couldn't yeah. actually go across the HTTP, you know, HTTP with it. So true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's say uh, if you need it, GZ compress. Um, okay. Question number two. Oh yeah. Question number two was how do you do it? Okay. <laughs> oh. uh, question number three. Um, can code be executed after an exit function? Good question. I'm going to assume no yes because, like, the only reason I'm saying yes is because I, I personally think no, but I reckon yes. Like, I'm playing game theory here rather than actually playing the thing. Like, you wouldn't have asked a question if it wasn't possible. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say no because I, I just, yeah, no. Yeah, final answer. Okay. Yeah. Fraser is right. Good so, logic there. So, nice good logic. Go for it, man. How, uh, how the hell? Okay, what, so basically, I was just looking up cool functions basically before I uh, came on. But um, yeah, there's a function called register underscore shutdown underscore function. And basically, that will it will execute that code, even if it exits statement. It Basically, you put it at the bottom of your script, and it will do something regardless of if there's an exit there or something like that. That's because there's another function I've had, which is set, I hope this is not going to be one of yours, set underscore exception underscore handler. Okay, And also nice. set error handler. So this is what like Laravel do, where they can like you know like maybe you want to say I would any time I get an error I want to log it to a file or any time yeah. I get an error I want to email it to me maybe uh, you can actually just pass in make this and it will actually will use your function handler instead of the inbuilt PHP one. That is very cool, which is quite I- cool. So you can quickly do stuff like that. Ah. Oh. Can you put that in the show notes and send it to me because I, I would really do that. Actually, <laughs> that's great. Uh, so Ed minus three for for putting in there. Um, <laughs> Cool. Uh, yeah, so that's functions there if you need it. Uh, all right, next question. How can you print out PHP code with full syntax colouring? Oh, highlight underscore file. No, another minus. Minus four. Fraser. Copy and paste it into Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> One point for initiative. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I, I have no clue. Uh, it is highlight underscore string. And then basically in your uh, quotations, you put in your code and it yeah. will give you the... That's uh, so cool, isn't it? But why, yeah, I, I always cool. think to myself, why would we need it in a sense? Like, but yeah, it's one of those functions, hey, you've got it, you might as, you know, you need it anytime. I thought it was quite cool. I had no idea about it. So uh, I think, cause do you remember back in the day that you used to be able to do like PHPS and it would show the source version, like the actual source code of the file? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you can add. I think it may use that behind the scenes yeah. to do it. I'm with you. Uh, next question then. Um, what function returns an integer of the number of chars that are different in two strings? So it compares those two strings and, and tells you how many chars out there are. I know this know? one. I'm going to be... No. Uh, I'll let you go through because I, I don't have a clue. Is, I didn't even know it, that was something is it you could do. Levenstein? Oh, how do you know that? That is ridiculous. Hey, yeah, I've been yeah. looking at it today. 
All right, you've clawed uh, one back. You're minus three, Fraser's two. And last question. Um, oh, yeah, the last question was one that Ed answered anyway, which was a function that returns an array of all bars <laughs> being used. So uh, so the winner is Fraser, uh, two, Thank you. and oh, Ed fantastic. minus three. So oh, uh, and that yeah. carries over. Well, I ruined team, that so. game. I ruined that game. Yeah, yeah. So is that two quizzes out of two that I've won, or was it? There wasn't yeah. a quiz last week, Which was there? Uh, there was. Lewis beat me. Did he beat oh, okay. you? Didn't he? I think he did. He did. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, not good enough, mate. Not good enough. Oh, I've actually got. <laughs> I, I've got three other three other uh, functions that I wouldn't mind saying about. Yeah. Um, you know, you can do like counting how many characters are in a word. Well, you can also yeah. count how many words are in the in a string. Yeah. Already, just in the face, string underscore word underscore count. I never knew about that. Oh, so you don't, have cool, to, you don't have to split up the word or anything, you you know, and count it in an array format yet. String underscore str underscore word underscore count. It's pretty. Just accurate. before you um, go to the other two, sorry, I oh, think yeah. we need to say goodbye to Fraser Hart. Oh, because indeed, he... yeah, I need to shoot. Unfortunately, pretty much eight on the dot. But uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. And uh, see you I later, Fraser. Not... Yeah, I won't be here next week, but I'll be back in two weeks' time. And uh, yeah, really do appreciate all the contact we've been getting from everyone. It, it, it kind of makes everything worthwhile that we know that people are, are actually listening and for the most part enjoying what we're doing. So actually for the for the entire part, what yeah. we're doing, <laughs> we might have a single bit of bad feedback. So yeah, yeah maybe... Oh no, don't say that. that. Now it's just going to be yeah, great. It's like, yeah, you're I'm right. I'm just going to get like hate mail. I'm going to wake up tomorrow with a mailbox full <laughs> of just horrible, horrible emails. But, but yeah, oh, thank you all for dear. listening and uh, I'm going to duck out and uh, I will see you in a couple of weeks. See you later, man. See you later, man. See you later. Well. See you later. Oh, dear. And then there was Oh, God, two. that Fraser. God. I, mean, God, I hate oh, him. Oh. I really hate him. <laughs> His microphone sounded awesome, didn't it? It sounded really yeah. good. Um, yeah. I suppose, but the last three, last three functions, I cheated. Yeah. I said three last time, but I lied. Uh, is <laughs> check date, which validates yes. a date, and it's awesome. And three it actually, integers or something. Yes, person. absolutely, and it validates it, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and another one's date underscore pass, which I know that you can do just with your objects and stuff, and have your date time object. But just having that, and then it be able to return either a false, I think it returns, if it or exception if it's an error, if it's yeah. not a valid string, or just returns an array with the year, month, hour, day, blah blah blah. So it's maybe you know you quickly want to get the month out of the day out of the actual string, check that that's valid. You can pipe it through this, and yeah, it's really cool. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, your, and your finally, there's oh. one more. And right, how do you normally make a random, uh, uniqueish string? If you were to make something oh, that's random, I usually do something like a an MD5 on rand or something. Absolutely, I use MD5 time, and it's like, yeah, I've been using it for a year. Today, I found out there's actually a function called Unique ID. Really? Yes, there is a Unique ID. It does the exact same thing we want to do, but you can also add it. It, it gives you a 13 uh, character stro uh, long string. Yeah, uh, and you can also add more entropy, which just means more randomness, and it will give you a twenty-three character string. Uh, and you can add a prefix in there. It's got an optional adding a prefix if you're using it, you know, on multiple servers and stuff. But yeah, unique ID. So it's a function. It's a, one of those functions again where you're like, I remake my own one again and again and again when I could just use one out of the box. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes you just look. Yeah, it makes you seem like a silly Billy when a uh, silly Billy like you know, <laughs> Luis. And uh, yeah. Every day is a school day. Every day is yeah. a school day, definitely. But yeah, well, awesome. I think we have just um, we've gone over the hour mark, I guess. So, yeah. if you got anything that you uh, you, you want to mention before, I we... haven't got anything else to say really. No, I think it's pretty. Much I guess all done for my on on my behalf. I would say again, I would really stress: don't be intimidated by the PHP docs because I I have been for years to be honest with you. And I guess only in the last year or two that I've started uh, using it more. And probably that is it's just mainly because I got into Java and, and started using the Java docs because I had to. I think um, that's it, isn't it? Is the having to, isn't it? Because yeah. because the PHP world, there's so much content online already and it's all yeah. been reproduced. Yeah. You never actually go to the source because you always go to these third parties. And Java exactly. is very much everyone goes to the Java docs. And it's like that yeah. in the Python world as well, where it's go to the docs, go to the docs. Exactly. But I guess, you know, this is going to put you in really good stead. If you if you can learn using PHP documentation now, and in a few years you're tired of PHP, you want to move on to something else, don't know why you ever would be, but uh, say you are, then you're going to be in a really good position to then start picking up things like Java docs, and like you say, Python docs or whatever. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't so, um, yeah, don't be intimidated by it. Just focus on what you need to, the information you need to get out of it. So what do you need to give it? What does it give you back? And literally, they're the, the two things for me that you really need to know, and uh, and and they're, they're pretty well documented. You know, the parameters section will tell you what you need to give it, and the return values tells you what you get back. And 
just get into that mentality and then everything else is, is just additional detail for you. Um, so yeah, if you want to be, you know, if you want to get good at what you do and, you know, really learn your trade inside out, PHP docs is the way to go. Um, so I guess that's about it from us. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, sir. And uh, I'm not going to say what we're going to do next week because... Because we're going to, yeah, we'll, we'll build your hopes up and then we'll crash them. So exactly. we'll do a podcast next week. That is the we, fact. We will definitely do a podcast yeah. next week. Maybe around an hour, I reckon, the podcast. So <laughs> you've got that in the bag. And we'll have Lewis. We'll have, oh, we'll the, have Louis uh, Scola. Lee Meister General back with us. So, uh, yeah. And as always, and I don't know, we said this a few times today, but feedback, we really do like your feedback and we'll, we'll definitely try and cover any topics that you give us. So, uh, yeah, keep it coming. All right, thanks, guys. We will see you next week. Cheers. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.